All right, cool. Let's talk about this show I don't hate. But like in the back of my mind, I'm like, but what if it Kiva's? Yeah, it's Kiva has irreparably damaged our expectations. Garrett has no faith anymore. His faith has been destroyed. It didn't take long. It only took two years of this podcast. Hello, and welcome to Journey Through the DecaCast, a Comrade retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. I'm Evan. And I'm Chris. And this week we watched uh, episodes three and four of Ryuki, which is School Ghost Story and School Ghost Story 2. Those were the actual names? I didn't even notice. Yep. Electric Boogaloo. Man, that's... The All level right. of school they feature is extremely minor. It's it's where the fights take place, but that's about it. It's also, I mean, I guess that there's kind of a ghost story. It's they're just like, hey, did you know before this was a school, they murdered people here? <laughs> yeah, that's that. That was a very weird little thing. It's like Ooh. that was the ghost story. It's, it's, people used to be murdered here. So are you, are you saying that like ghosts show up? No, they just got murdered here. All right. Well, they, they said they executed people there. So like. Did did when did does Japan have the death penalty? Like, I don't actually know about that. I mean, are you don't. saying executions aren't murders? No, I mean I agree, but there's they're, they're a subset of murders. Yes. Uh, apparently, yeah, no. Uh, capital punishment is still a legal penalty in Japan. It is huh. a practice applied only for murder. Oh, so they solve murder with murder. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. Alright. Murdering aside, we should talk about how uh, Shinji gets beat up a shit ton. He does. He is extremely good at taking a punch in these episodes. They are doing a very good job of showing that our hero this time has no fucking clue what he's doing. And is literally just jumping in because it's the right thing to do. Which... It may or may not be. I don't know. Well, he is determined to to be the right decision yes. of of the writer system. I, I looked up that thing that we used to do that we haven't done in a long time. But these two episodes were both directed by Hidenori Ishida, who we've seen a lot of episodes from. He did 17 episodes of Kuga and 16 episodes of Kiva. He directed the end of both shows. But, like, huh. these are... These are both good episodes, so they are. You know, he actually uh, did uh, pulled him, pulled him off quite well this time. I thought it's did, when been... Kiva rolled around. Did he forget how to be funny or something? Because these are quite funny. I, I like genuinely laughed at these episodes. I mean, how much is director? How much is writer? When it comes to comedy, I feel like a lot of that is on the director, though, because like timing is the essence of comedy and stuff. I mean, you, yeah, the writing does matter. Too. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're the jokes written in. You, you know what? We're not going to get into it. We've watched Kiva. I, no, I'm banning Kiva talk. <laughs> don't don't bring that evil in this house, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Just Kiva was a show we watched, and we've moved on with our lives. Also, uh, I think the next 
the next episode after the next episode of Decade that we watch will be directed by him, too. Oh, yeah, but I think fun. it's the Blade episodes. Of... Yeah, the, the Blade episodes. Because I think it's Ryuki, Blade, and then Fies. I'm interested in Blade. That seems like a fun one. I'm... Well, I mean, like, I've I've been on the podcast to be like, Fies is my favorite show ever. Am I wearing my Fies shirt right this instant? Yes. You have staked that claim, so... I have. Yeah. I'm uh, thinking... Holy... Huh. That's interesting. He didn't direct any episodes for Common Rider between Drive and directing episodes 19 and 20 of Zero One, so... I guess huh. he uh, stepped back from the show a little bit. Decided to do other stuff. Here's... Uh, he did do some of Amazon's, though, it looks like. Directed 12 episodes of Amazon, so half the show, then. <laughs> or pretty much the entirety of a season. Just so, about. But yeah, this is the, one of the one of our guys who's had like quite a hand in, in Heisei Kamen Rider that we've seen quite a bit of so far. Uh, so it is kind gets... of interesting. Like I, I looked it up kind of expecting to see someone different, because these two felt like they had a different style to me, but I guess these sort of TV directors just kind of have to have a lot of versatility to them when they, they work on these sorts of shows, because they have such different show-to-show, show, like, the scripting style is very different. I'm sure there's, like, I'm sure, like, the like the show Bible has, like, an overall, like, tone, and, like, there's probably a lot of, like, what's written in there, too, that they kind of need to stick by, you know, along with what the, what the head writer's doing for that show and the like. Right, right. But even to get something competent out of that, like, you would have to have a lot of professional flexibility either way, so... Yeah, I think that's an impressive something, an impressive skill. It definitely is. Like, I don't know the the tone in Common Rider can vary wildly. So, oh yeah, yeah. Yes, even, yeah. Ryuki's even got this within uh, the same show. Yeah, Ryuki kind of vast. I, I mean, I guess they did this in Kuga too. Though Kuga would vacillate between like horror and like lighthearted sitcom drama stuff. And, like, this show more goes between horror and just outright comedy a lot of the times. Yeah, I think, yeah. like, I think Kuga was just more, like, wholesome in the non-horror parts. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, like, the best word I can think for it. It's that's like, a good um, way to do it. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say All in the Family, because that one had that super racist character, and there wasn't anything like that in there. Just, like, some old-timey, like, wholesome show. Um, Tears wholesome. I've never seen it. I don't know. Uh, full house. Uh, yeah, I guess full house might be a good example. Yeah. I mean, that's the best I got because, like, that's one I've that's one I've seen. I'm like, yeah, I think that was wholesome. <laughs> Family matters. Maybe I don't know. The Fresh Prince. <laughs> that works. Uh, sure I guess this works, is me yeah. revealing that I'm just really not that much of a sitcom guy, honestly. Scrubs. Scrubs is good. I like Scrubs. Yeah. See, Scrubs is like the show I can go to where I'm just like, I don't like sitcoms. And I'm just like, Scrubs. And then they're <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Uh, anything by Dan Harmon. I like, all his shows are great. Anyway, yeah. this, is, this is wildly off topic. We got to talk about Shinji getting beat up <laughs> and them using duct tape. It's not that off topic, but yeah. <laughs> That that was a good catch on the they use duct tape on his breastplate to make it look like battle scarring, which is like good a nice touch there. It's good cheap 
visual technique. That's like some quality Doctor Who effect work. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's good stuff. Um, so anyway, so episode three continues from episode two, where Shinji gets beat up a lot. <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the previous episode, Knight was like, I'm going to fight you now. And uh, then he fights him. Yep. Yeah, and Shinji gets beat up a lot because he's literally just started and Knight's apparently been doing this for a while and Shinji has no idea how to fight. And I gotta say, it's Ryuki's suit actor does a very good job of portraying uh, I'm kind of I know what a punch is and I know what a kick is but I've never <laughs> actually been in a fight ever, so... There's all these cards, what do they do? Why isn't the card coming out? What's going on? I am a journalist who is having a superpower fistfight for the first time. It's going great. Yeah, great. Um, while Shinji is getting beat up, uh, Yui on in the real world is yelling at a mirror. Window. Yeah. I, I really like, like, it's quite funny just because, uh, like, they, they show that people are just walking by like, why is she yelling at that window? Yeah, no, the the extras got very good direction and do a very good job of Who the fuck what is she doing? <gasps> no, just like just just look away. Just walk just, around. Just I guess around she's it. not hurting anybody, so just keep going, I guess. Right up until she fucking chucks a standee sign through <laughs> the window to get Ren's attention. Yeah. Right, yeah. She she has to yeah, so she breaks the window that she's watching them to fight fight through and that actually breaks a window in the mirror world so they can have some effect on it from the real world yeah and then yui is like if you keep this up we're not going to work together anymore and ren's like geez fine i guess yeah, ren, just, ren acts like a huge dick for this whole episode he's like trying to be unlikable just a bit um so back in the real world uh shinji and ren yell at each other they do this a lot Oh, oh, before we moved on, I don't think uh, anyone mentioned that Ren pulls out a technique we hadn't seen where he, like, makes copies of himself. Oh, he uses a trick vent card. Yeah, uh, do they already have all the techniques they're ever gonna have in their little card decks? Um, yes, you just, you kind of just have your full deck. Okay. Like, how do you choose what's on the top of your deck to pull? Good question. Don't worry about it. It does seem weird to not allow for the possibility of the characters learning new abilities. No, I, I believe just the, the full card deck is complete. Um, funnily enough, like Blade will have a card motif where they don't have their entire deck of cards at the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah. Because we saw that in Zeo. Because they, like, they like combine cards to do moves and stuff. So. Yeah. Not unlike Decade, where he has to travel to Worlds to get his cards back. <laughs> it also kind of feels like with the um, with the deck, it kind of has a mind of its own. Because there's the portion where Shinji tries to pull out cards and it just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, that happens at one point. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not super sure. unclear on if... Like, the, the writer themselves has some sort of effect on what they're going to pull out of the deck, or if the deck is, like, the power of the animal, and the animal, like, just gives certain powers when it thinks it's appropriate or something. Yeah, I, I assume you just, like, you get to choose what you want a top deck if you think about it. 
That would make sense. One might say it's the heart of the cards. Oh, yeah, just a no, bit. No, that's, that's stupid. Well, the power of friendship is an important theme. <laughs> the heart it of is. the cards is trusting in luck. Like, that's, that's what that is. It's just a bad strategy for winning at card games. Anywho, um, Shinji and Ren yell at each other, and Ren uh, just drops the casual thing that writers cannot coexist. And Shinji's like, what are you talking about? But then the police show up. Did you get into this so that you could save people and defeat monsters? No. Yeah, and Ren doesn't really seem to agree that that is his purpose here. Yeah, not in the least. So the police show up and they're like, hey, um, you kind of broke that window. That's like 30 grand. What the fuck are you kids doing? 30,000 yen, which would be like 300 bucks. Which, yeah, fair. I guess that, that's that does not seem fair. as expensive as I think it would be. Well, it's it was a big window, so... Yeah, honestly, like, it would probably have cost more than that to get it fixed, but I guess, like, the store owner probably just didn't want to make a big thing out of it. Yeah, the purpose of this scene is to show that Ren is loaded and Shinji is bad with money. Because <laughs> yeah. he immediately tries to pay, but he's doesn't. like, "No, no, I'll, I'll cover it. That, I do have some responsibility here, and I wanna, I wanna pay for that. Uh, I do not have three hundred bucks on me. Not, yeah. I think he's like got coins, and that's it. Yeah, doesn't have much of anything." So Ren pays for it, and he's like, all right, guy, hey, give me your phone number. I'm going to make you pay for this. I don't know why Ren, like, Shinji accepts that he has to pay this off awfully quick. I'm just like, just just let Ren pay for it. It's his fault anyway. Yeah, but then Ren immediately turns it back around like, no, actually, you owe me the money. Because I like how Shinji makes fun of him for acting all cool, but then demanding money like a cheapskate, like. Because Yui Yui was the one that saved you and did this to save you, so actually you owe me the money. Yeah. No, that's not how it works. That's how Ren logic works. uh, Shinji insisted to the uh, store owner, or whoever owned that window, he was like, there there was a bug on the glass, and I had to, to, we had to kill the bug. And like, the guy's clearly not buying it, but he's just like, just, just, just pay me what it costs for this window. So so then Shinji tries to sneak back into the office, and that goes about as well as one can expect. And everybody's like, hey, wh- what you doing there, guy? So how, how was that investigating the story, huh? How is that oh, yeah. journalism? Yeah, it, uh, it went okay, because, you know, I went there, and it, it, was, uh, it was a thing. Oh, really? Because it, I didn't though, see you there. Shinji has a little bit of cover this time because the boss is sitting there working on a crossword puzzle. <laughs> and, uh, like, he he just tries to pass it off as looking busy doing something. So yes. I get the feeling that he also doesn't do a terrible lot of effective work here. I feel like uh, Reiko, Rico, Reiko, I think, just kind of keeps that place in business. <laughs> <laughs> um so then we cut to uh yui uh yelling at renamore uh talking about how choosing to be a rider rather than sealing a monster is something special 
yeah, it's not a choice everyone would make, I think is what she says. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay, if you say so. Yeah, sure, that, okay, yep, fine, fine, that's, sure, I guess so. Um, we then go to said school, where a group of kids tease the scaredy girl of the group with said serious story about how they used to execute people where the school was. Um, a teacher comes in and startles the scared student and sends them all home. And then there's Mirafex, so he's going to die soon. Yeah. Uh, around this time, uh, I th- they, they play this sound every time someone's being hunted by a monster. And I thought it was just like this this ominous sound. But I finally placed what it sounds like to me. It's like when you when you dip your finger in water and rub it around the rim of a, uh, a wine glass... Yeah, it yeah, makes, makes sense. It makes like a humming noise, like a really high pitched humming noise, and that's what the monsters it, it sound waves, like. When they're it waves people. the glass too, like a ripple effect. So it's trying to just play off of that. Right, right. Um, back at the office, everybody's fucking wild because deadline shenanigans are are about. <gasps> I was a little bit unclear. I was like, wait a minute, hold on, isn't this like a newspaper that they published? Who sets the deadline? Well, I think I think like they have a date deadline because they publish on the internet. Oh, okay, yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah, they might have like a self-set deadline. Yeah. Um, and Shinji is sent out to go get dinner. Yes. And this provides him the ability to to get exposition. Not- yeah, and to notice. Oh, somebody died. Well, well if he doesn't notice somebody sure. dies first. Before that, uh, Mir dude, who we learn out, who we learn who is later, but right now he's Mir dude, um, tells him that only one writer can survive and he must defeat the other writers. Then the teacher dude is killed. Yes, and Shinji notices it by just. Well, he doesn't notice what it is exactly, but he sees that there is just like. A briefcase and a coat lying on the ground. Yeah. He's very confused about it. Well, and so, then, so, like, but, in the mirror, he sees Nightwing fly off, and then he looks over and sees Ren. So he's immediately suspicious. It's Darkwing. Nightwing's the Batman guy. What a, Darkwing is the duck. It's the same thing. Let's get totally dangerous. Darkwing. Duck. Um, Shinji then goes over to Ren and he's like, "Hey, what the hell?" And then Ren's just like, "Yeah, okay, bye." <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I'm not gonna talk to you or be helpful at all. Yeah, which you know, fair. Um, and then like at some he's point in there be too, so sweaty in that turtleneck and leather jacket all the time. Probably. Well, isn't it like snowing though? It snows later in an episode. I I guess the show probably. Let's see. When did the when did the first February. episode of this premiere? February? Yeah, and I think, like, the show is kind of supposed to be set when it's on, too, so... Right. Presumably it's in winter. Yeah. Um, Mir Dude tells Shinji again about the fighting thing, and then he's like, I'm gonna go to the cafe. I'm gonna go talk to my new best friend, Yui. Yeah, uh, Yui will reveal to us that Mir Dude is her brother. Yeah. So um, that's kind of wild. Yeah. So we can, to just like hit like everything super quick. Um, the cafe is Yui's aunt's. Uh, she lived with them because her parents were dead, 
and Shinji saw her brother, and then Shinji just lays out that whole information thing. And then Yui's like, oh, this reminds me of the past. And then we go into a flashback. Where, so it seems like Yue just kind of always had the ability to see mirror monsters. But the only person that believed her was her brother. And then her brother was sent off because reasons. I'm also a little unclear on if her brother believed her because he could also see them or if he just trusted her. I, I, I got the feeling it was he just trusted her. Yeah. But, but was... then we uh, they also explained that, you know, he's the one who made the card decks, so how did he do that? Right. And Yui only knows this because Ren told her. Right. Right. Uh, I feel like the fact that her brother made the card decks raises a whole lot of questions. Uh, right. I, I mean, I'm still caught up on, like, why did they send the brother away? I I wonder if it's, like, something to do with, like, her family's history that has something. Maybe she's, like, a mirror person or something. That would be interesting. comes from the mirror world. Oh. That would be cool. I have no idea where they're going with this, though. Um, Yue then muses about how she expected her brother Shiro to not change. And she's like, why why would my brother want to make writers fight? That seems like a bad thing. What if this is actually causing more problems than good? I should solve this mystery. Right. And uh, so we're kind of introduced to the fact that there's two concurrent, two like parallel plots going on here. There's the monsters attacking people and also the writers fighting each other. Yes. And like, they don't like, it, it seems like the monster, like the writers fighting each other doesn't really have anything to do with the monsters attacking people as far yeah, as we it's... can tell yet. Uh, Shinji kind of tries to he basically tries to reassure Yui by going oh well yeah it, you know you don't actually know his reason for doing this It he may have a very good reason yeah you don't know yet yeah because she starts assuming the worst about her brother that like maybe it's his fault monsters are eating people and he's like you, you don't know that maybe he made the decks to protect people or something and Yui's like, you have no reasoning for that. And then Shinji's like, I'll be the that reason. <laughs> so Believe so in Sh- the me that believes in you. <laughs> it, it, man, it is a communist situation, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit. Just yeah. a bit. Um, I don't know. I, I, it, it's pretty cute. I think it's a solid motivation for Shinji being this weird goofball he is. I like Shinji so far. He's a, He seems like a cool guy. He seems like a generally good dude who wants to do good things, but gets ahead of himself a lot. <laughs> he, he leaps before looking a lot. Yeah, I say I, cool, but I mean actually like a huge dork who isn't terribly confident in most things, which is why I relate to him. Yeah, I kind of I, I'm like I I dig that we like we see like a lot of Shinji's flaws in him trying to do good. Yeah, he's he's like a huge dork. And just kind of, he's kind of perfect for a toku hero. Yeah, it's very different from, uh, I mean, Godai is literally introduced knowing 2,000 skills. And, like, being, like, a weird, like, happiness ronin. And uh, and in Decade, like, Tsukasa's perfect, basically. I mean, but it's true. 
he's like five steps ahead of everyone all the time. He's amazing. So Shinji is an extremely different sort of character. He's very much uh like untested hero. Like he's he's got the good core there to be a good hero, but he's never been challenged in a way that would grow hi- grow him in a way to be a proper hero. He's more a Spider-Man than a Captain America. Yeah. That's yeah. a good way to do it. Um so after after that resolve happens, he's like, "Yeah, I'll do that." And uh, I'll only transform others to help. And then we cut to a trio of monsters, and Shinji gets a mirror headache, because that's a thing you get when you have a deck. Um, and then he Which head- I, I, I actually really like that conceit of it's like, oh, the, the ringing noise that would come from a, you know, finger being drawn on it is loud and yeah. in a... Per- like, you are tuned in to a frequency that nobody else can hear. Yeah, it's a loud, piercing noise that would, like, def- if you were susceptible to headaches, would definitely give you one after a while. Yeah, it's super solid. I agree. Um, but he The goes- monsters in this one are much more humanoid than the previous spider thing was. They're like these weird beetle people. I think I thought they were, like, crickets or locusts or something Uh, i guess that makes sense one of them is carrying around like a staff with like two big pincers on it that i thought was supposed to represent like a hercules beetle mouth but i could see them being like crickets or locusts too they got a kind of a insect-like design oh man we could play my favorite game of let's see what the wikipedia lists the monsters as (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be like they're star-nosed moles or something. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Boy, um, it's a mega zeal. Uh, so mega the f- and then z e l l e, and a giga zeal. Mega zeal, Oh, so like a gazelle, except a mega zeal. Oh. I guess that one does kind of look like it has gazelle horns. And a gigazelle. Huh. I mean, okay, sure. I I can accept that explanation. Okay, I'm also looking at the wiki. It says they are a type of zells, so maybe we'll see more of these things. Yeah, maybe zells are a... is the name of the monster? Um, well, I think they're just called mere monsters, and then inside mere monsters there are other things. So uh, we're just gonna put that. Th- th- there's monsters. <laughs> um, okay. Sh- it, yeah, it says they are antelope mirror monsters. So I guess I was extremely off yet again. <gasps> so. That's the thing. So Shinji heads to the school where that's happening, and he notices Ren's bike there, and the scared girl from before is taking out the trash and is nearly attacked by one of the gazelle monsters before Shinji saves her and then goes to have a mirror fight. Which is good. Yep. He rides his motorcycle into the weird mirror hallway. I still don't like these bikes. I know well, I know the rest I of you do, still, but I am still wrong so guy, happy so. he got his own Dumbtron motorcycle. You have no idea. It's 
they are goofy and weird and I love them. I, I'm also I, unclear if they're going to use them for anything than driving down this mirror hallway. Presumably they will, but Um I, don't, I, don't I know. respect your opinion to like um these bikes. Do you, do you not like the canopy or what? I, I don't I'm just not into the bike design, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man. Uh, there is a cool. I I like the bit in this fight sequence here where um, the Megazel like knocks his sword out of his hand, and he like has a brief flashback to, uh, to Ren doing this in exactly the same way, and it's like, oh, I should catch the sword this time instead of getting it into the face. So he it catches is... the sword and doesn't get wrecked. So like, good job. It does You're a learning. very good job of showing that. Yeah, no, Shinji is learning how to actually fight. <laughs> which good he fucking yeah. needs it yeah it's yeah, getting uh, stabbed is bad so good job shinji it, it's good I, I like the learning moment where he flashes back i love the weird conceit that like the same situation just happens to happen again so he re so he um is able to solve it this time it's all very good um, and I then, mean, yeah, like just if you're sword fighting, like disarming your opponents, one of the first things you're going to try to do if it's an option. So it probably it's it's not that weird that it would happen again. But yeah, he right. like jumps over the guy's spear thrust and kicks off his shoulder, grabs a sword, and then like slashes down through and breaks his weapon. Breaks his weapon. It's a cool move. I mean, to be fair, it happens like the exact same way where it gets like flown up into the air and stuff. So like, I don't think it's as common as you say. It you're right. It is like very, very similar, comical. Um, and then he pulls out the oh, uh, the strike, the strike vent card, and um, I'm gonna call it a rider punch. It's on the fence. Um, he then fire punches the monster with his dragon and wins. I'm a little unclear because he shoots a fireball that blows up the monster. And I'm not clear if the fireball comes out of his gauntlet or if the dragon that flies past his gauntlet shoots the fireball at the monster. Yes. Something shoots a fireball at the monster and it blows up. Yep. Yes. Good way. And drops an XP orb. Yay, XP. Yep. So then that happens, and then he hears the girl scream and heads back to where that is, and he finds Ren with his flying bat uh, flying above her, and then the episode ends. Yeah, it, it looks like he's menacing this young girl with Darkwing, but like, yeah, it's probably not. It's actually happening. And no, we we learn very soon that no, that's not what's actually happening. But no. it does a good job of implying that maybe, maybe Ren is not a good guy. I mean, he is, but. He's just kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah. He's extremely annoying. I would not want to be friends with him. He seems not to be a guy who got messed up when, when his wife was murdered. Assuming. Spoilers, Garrett. For yeah. next episode? <laughs> they they yeah. drop a pretty heavy hint about that in this one, too, honestly. Um, so that was, that was episode. Like, solid episode. Yeah. 
I, I think uh, you were calling uh, Ren Proto Gates, which feels pretty true. I think that's a good call. Yeah, it's like half because he acts like Gates and half because he just also looks like Gates. He does kind of look like Gates, yeah. He's, he's got that, like, uh, you know, very handsome face with the spiky hair thing going on. A very youthful look. He'd yeah. be a handsome dude if he wasn't a dick. <laughs> I mean, it, it's fine. By the end of next episode, they'll all be friends. Kind of. Kind of. I like the, because, uh, um... Okay, so at the beginning of the next episode, it just plays back the pre in the previous one. But when Shinji runs into the building, there's actually a shot of him walking up to the sliding door that goes into the school. But you initially see it from a shot of the mirror of a mirror, and like then it the mirror the camera cuts over to the angle of him actually just walking in the door. Like, nice yeah, technique. it's a pretty good shot. Yeah, yeah, it's a good camera placement. So the next episode, which I've already covered, is just. It's called part two, more or less. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, same director, same same ever, same title. Yeah. So basically, Shinji thinks Ren is attempting to murder that girl, and gets blown off when he asks for answers. Um, Yui comes up, and Ren's like, "Oh yeah, those monsters usually travel in a pack," and Shinji's like, "Bullshit! I didn't sense them." Uh, but he did that part in his mind. He thought that part. Yeah, it's like, no, you're lying to me, Ren. I like how he Shinji also runs away before he has to explain that he didn't do it this time. <laughs> That's also true. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, like, there's adults coming to check on this girl, and he's like, shit. <laughs> I don't want to end run. up owing any, any more money to anybody. Well, yeah, because Ren just walks her away first, and then... And then Shinji's like, I better go. That's probably a good idea. This is, I mean, it's 2003, so less chance of horrid, horrid accusations, but it's still not a good look. I mean, he checks to make sure she's okay and then just leaves, so. Yeah. Um, so then, but then uh, Reiko comes up and is like, oh, funny that you're here, Shinji. Like, how did that happen? And Shinji's like, oh, yeah, the, the girl's fine. Don't worry about it. And she's yeah, like, no. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? The girl's okay. Well, that's that's what you're here to investigate, right? No. like A, a teacher disappeared. They only found his briefcase. And Can Shinji's like, oh, I saw that guy's briefcase. It was like 10 minutes from the office, right? Rick was just like, "How the fuck does he know stuff?" Yeah, that was that was right there, right? Yeah, Shinji I guess Shinji has the ability to be in the right place at the wrong time. Well, or... I mean, he's literally following the ringing noise to, you know, where stuff happens. Like Rico is always going to be after him if he can hear where things are are happening. Yeah, and if she's going to continue, like, on this uh, case. Oh, next is the amazing scene where Shinji is like, Shit, I gotta go. Go figure out what Rin's up to. Uh, let me go grab my motorcycle and... Wait, what was his name? Hey, Ron! Ron, Ron stop! Oh, God, I, yeah, this is very fun. <laughs> Ron! Ron! 
Ron, what are you doing? Ron, stop. Ronnie the bear. But yeah, he, uh... <laughs> After a while, Ren's like, okay, I guess I will acknowledge him. My name is not Ron. That's, that's not my name. So then, they, they argue more, and Ron is just like, alright, whatever, you're a moron. Ron also has a much, much cooler motorcycle in reality than Shinji does. He does. Shinji has, like, a little, like, courier errand bike, and Ron has, like, a an actual, like, cool motorcycle. So there, there is, like, the casual drop that, um, contracted monsters still want to eat people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Shinji accuses him. He's like, hey, you know, I think you're doing it, and I know, you can't lie to me, because... I know the monsters still want to eat people. I can feel it in my dragon. He he also says the name of his dragon in here, too, for the first time. Which I... D- did he, like, talk to it and get it to tell him his name? I think uh, that might be just, like, knowledge you get when you contract a monster. And it's Love also them. on the card. Oh, does it say on there? I had not yes. that. <laughs> it does. Yeah, uh, but it is Drag Raider. It... Drag Raider. Is a fun name for a dragon. It's a pretty but, good yeah, name. So Shinji and Ren basically have a standoff for a while there where Shinji keeps accusing him and just walking around having an accusation combat or accusation combat having a mild argument. <laughs> accusation combat sounds like uh, what you do in a Phoenix Wright game. <laughs> Just a bit, yeah. Alright, try over. They're having they're having accusation combat. And Shinji talks about the dragon and Ren keeps going on of like, well, what are you even going to bring to the table? Like, you can you, you you're talking Whoa. you're talking really big I, we, we but have, you owe we me have, thirty grand. We have skipped a lot to get to this point. We did? Yes. So, yeah, that that's the part where Shinji's getting beat up in the alley later. Oh, right. Okay, that's where the bad. yeah, Ren at this point is like you can um you can talk big once you pay me back. And then Shinji gets a phone call and get basically gets thrown out of his apartment. <laughs> yeah, oh, his, right. his landlord is like, "You haven't paid rent. Uh, I'm evicting." Yeah, so then Shinji basically carries his stuff into the office and is like, hey boss, is it okay if I stay here? Uh, while that's happening, we see Ryuko uh, interviews the two girls who had the monster encounter. And uh, she doesn't really seem to like uh, give much credence to what they're saying. She's just kind of like, okay, this probably isn't part of my story and just moves on from there. Yeah, because they're just telling the ghost story again more or less, so... She's like, eh, probably not my thing. <laughs> right. But immediately after, they we cut from there to a scene of her standing in the Ori Journal office and staring at the boss who is slumped down in his chair asleep. <laughs> and she is just giving him a death glare for like a minute until he wakes up, sees her, and is like, and tries to play it off like he was just thinking really hard and concentrating on something. The, the actor does an amazing job. It's very funny. Yes, it's a good time. He's bringing in his stuff, and Yui is like, no. This it's isn't um, a- Reiko. Reiko is like, no, this isn't 
somebody's house. This is just... This is a place of business. And then Chief goes to hide like his personal belongings. And then <laughs> IT lady, who just doesn't have a name yet, brings in her pet. Yep. She has a pet, what, iguana? Or some other kind of lizard? Yeah. Um, iguana it's not or as big a as lizard. Iguana, so I assume it's... it's uh, well, it her, might be. Her name is Nanako. I don't think it's... I don't think it's been set at all in show yet. It definitely hasn't. She's also got, like, four pigtails in this scene, so she looks real weird. She's the quirky IT girl, Chris. She is quirky, yes. But, yeah, extremely funny how he's like, you guys don't mind if I, like, sleep in the office for a while, do you? Rika's like, no, this is a place of business. This is for serious stuff to happen. So, so I, I just love the boss just, gra- like, slowly shoving all this stuff into his death drawers while she's giving this lecture. So, counterpoint. They already pretty much sleep there when it's deadline day. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I from watching from a lot of Japanese media, it seems like they have, it's like fairly normalized to sleep at your work there, which is super fucking weird, but you know, hey. Um, it's important I, I, to have a healthy work-life balance. I do like that, like, Nanako brings in her pet in the middle of this, <laughs> and Reiko just, like, pauses and then continues her yelling at Shinji afterwards. Right, right. It's really, the delivery is quite good. This is the bit I was talking about where it's just, like, there's a lot of very funny moments in these two episodes. Shinji then goes looking for a Ren, while Ren is busy stalking the kids. Um, Shinji he ends then... up back at uh, the tea shop. Yep, he ends up going back to Yui and lays out his case there. And Yui's just like, no. Yeah, and he's like, uh, I think Rin's evil and stuff, actually. And Yui's like, man, what, what the fuck? I just met you. I, I trust him more than I trust you. And then we get, like, flashbacks where Yui's like, I've seen him come out of fights. I've watched him get stronger. He is clearly a man with motivation if you would give him the glance of uh, the glance of day, the day of look i can't think of the words i'm trying to say nope. time uh, of give day him a, a second a glance the time of day yeah i like my versions better just a metal a couple <laughs> metaphor pile up there that's fine so shinji takes that to heart oh, they, it is actually snowing in the scene i forgot about that yeah uh, i didn't even notice yeah she <laughs> she does acknowledge he is extremely hard to get along with and kind of a whiner, but yeah, like, I trust him. Yeah. Um, we have a quick th- scene where IT lady is taking pictures of Shinji living in the office. Uh, also, um, uh, Ron, yeah, Ron is, like, actually looking at them as they're talking in the tea shop. Like, Oh, like, yeah. That's a pretty brief shot. I think I might have missed it the first time. Yeah. Um, basically what happens is... Shinji then meets up with Ren at the school and is like, look, Yui trusts you, so I'm going to hang out with you until I trust you too. <laughs> um, Which, fair. Good approach. We cut to some mirror noises in the school, and then we cut to Ren beating up Shinji again. As they yell at each other about um, stuff. Yeah, Shinji's like, Ren- I just thought your monster was attacking people. And uh, I, I yeah. became a writer to help save people. 
oh, but you're you're a soft boy and you can't do much. Yeah, Ren's like, you're bad. Yeah, Ren seems to know that they have to, like, fight for some reason. He, No one has explained this to Shinji yet. Yeah, he calls him a soft rider. I mean, then... I guess his I guess his vision of Yui's brother explained it to him, but it was kind of vague, so he doesn't really believe it yet. That's true. Um, it was literally just, fight the other riders. But why? No, just do it, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a vision. I can't give you any new information. Um, Shinji finally punches back, and when he does, he pulls off Ren's necklace, which has a pair of wedding rings on them. Right. And then Shinji's like, this is a woman's wedding ring. And Ren's like, shut up. <laughs> um, the conversation then turns about Shinji. I, I just wanted him to do that uh, thing from... You remember the bit in Men in Black where Jay realizes that that Kay had like a wife? He's like, aw, that tough guy attitude started to come into focus now. I see how it is. I, it's been forever since I've seen Men in Black. Uh, you should watch it again. It's great. It holds up really well. Yeah, I, I remember liking it. I don't have anything against Men in Black. Yeah, it's like really, really solid movie. It's a shame they didn't make any more good ones. Yeah, the the last one was just kind of like offensively bland. Uh, I, was that International? I, I yeah. didn't actually watch that one. I watched the other two. Like Internet, it's it's just like, I feel like it's the most like five out of ten. The series was good, though. Did you ever see that? The like the cartoon series? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Um, bits and pieces. I don't think I ever saw like super much of it. It had like a real unique style. I really liked. I that. do remember the style. That was that's tangent though. So, <laughs> but yeah, this guy's he's got like a dead wife or something. So that's yeah. why he's all angsty all the time. The conversation turns to asking Shinji if he could kill for his justice, and Ren's like, "I can." I would do it right now if I had to. But then, but then if you killed me, you wouldn't get the thirty grand I owe you. So I'm I'm gonna <laughs> stick around you until I pay you back. Yeah, sh- yeah. He's like, "What are you bringing to this fight, Shinji?" And Shinji's like, "You're thirty grand. I owe you three hundred bucks. <laughs> that is my level of commitment that I'm bringing to this life or death struggle." I I do like it's like Ren gives the line of, "What are you even bringing to this fight?" A debt. I and Ren, Ren's actor does a very good job of. I'm sorry, what? Because <laughs> it's such a serious line. I really love the fact that it's like 300 bucks too. Because that like it's not a small amount of money, but it's not like a lot of money either. It, it's a chunk. It's a chunk of change, but it's not something that is like yes, I will risk <laughs> my life. My so life long, I'll stake my life on it. It's like nah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe let that 300 bucks go. I, I like at the end of it, they kind of smirk at each other and they're like, uh, all right, I guess we're going to like begrudgingly be kind of bros now. Yeah, they're sort of becoming friends at this point. Shinji is wearing wearing Ron down with his goofiness. Yeah. So, okay, we cut back over to Ori Journal and Reiko is figuring out that there is one pattern she noticed in the data she had not traced down before. Four of the people who have been absorbed or disappeared. She doesn't know they've been eaten by monsters. Four of the people who've disappeared were into antique collecting. She's like, aha, I will look into this lead. I, yeah, okay, sure. I mean, if she I, can I, jump I, from there to, like, re- uh, reflective surfaces or mirrors, then she she might be onto it. 
I mean, to be yeah. to be fair, she even says like, you know, this could just be coincidence, but right, I have right. to investigate it anyway. She knows it's tenuous, but she doesn't have any other leads at this point. So she's a good journalist. She is. Yep. Back at back with Shinji and Ren, uh, the mirror monsters show up at the school and they run off to deal with that. Um, they save the girls, and then Ren gets to drop the line about how the gazelles are very quick, which is why Shinji didn't sense any of them, because they were gone already. Yeah, Shinji's monster senses were messed up, because they're super fast. And he's like, oh, I see now how I was wrong. Um, so then they henchin and go in to have a fight. Um, Ren specifically chooses to fight the one that Shinji was going to fight at first because he lost to it before. And he's like, I need to do this for my pride. Also, kind of because I let that teacher guy because I lost. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I guess I hadn't realized that, yeah, he feels a, like a moral obligation to see let that guy die. Yeah. Which is, Ren is showing that he's got a little bit of humanity. He's a dick. But he's got some humanity <laughs> in there. Yep. So, like, the fight isn't going well for, like, either of them. And how I choose to read this, I'm curious if you both read this the same way. But the way um, uh, Ren, like, pulls out the, like, the summon card for his monster, he does it in a way to, like, explicitly make sure that Shinji sees so he can copy it. I'm I'm oh, yeah. not yeah. sure on that. I, it what? is shot that way. But that it felt more to me that Shinji just coincidentally saw it, and it's shot to show us that, that he's doing it. And he, oh yeah, there's the power up you need to use. Yeah, because kind of the problem is the geography of this fight sequence isn't really established that they're close together until they show Ren pulling out a card and then Shinji seeing what he's doing and copying it, like. Up until that point, like, the geography of the action sequence is not clear. And it's, like, it, it could be done that way, but I, Ren doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like they have the sort of relationship just yet that would allow for that. They're, they're good in there, though, because they do both, like, pull out their final attacks and do them, like, simultaneously, so. Yeah, that's true. They got some teamwork going on. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I can see it that way. I, I think, I personally think he did it that way, but I can see why you think otherwise. I mean, it's yeah. believable. I guess now that I look at it again, if you're, like, familiar with Japanese school environments, like, they are, he does fall onto a, a track field, and it is, like, you do see Shinji on the track field before, so I guess if you picked up that he fell off the roof onto a track field, you could be like, ah, now they're fighting together. Though, again, this is like a directorial misstep where it's like, they don't make it clear in camera. Not 100%. That's fair. Anyway, uh, they that's win. That's pretty minor. Yeah. They, they, they win. They summon their monsters, and each monster is able to knock the enemy off balance for long enough that they are able to use their final event. Yeah, Rin's final attack is still cooler than Shindy's. I don't know. I I like Shinji's better. Really? I, I think friends with like the cape and the the diving land swirl. I think it's pretty yeah, awesome, honestly. It it is like I think it like visually it's more neat because it it's like he turns into a drill with his cape. 
but the, just the idea of, no, I'm going to jump up in the air and my dragon is going to propel me forward with fire is cool to me in a way that I really appreciate. The whole time, I'm just every time I see it, I'm like, but fire doesn't have confessive force, though. But this one does, though. <laughs> I mean, being set on fire is pretty metal. <laughs> Think about all the ways that we've seen um, fire be blown by dragons. I'm, I'm in my head. I'm doing the one where it's, oh God, I think it's, is it Lord of the Rings where it's like the dragon is shoot like shooting basically has like a flamethrower in its mouth where it has oh. a gland that shoots out a flammable liquid and then it just like flames forward. Yeah, like Smog had more of, of like a napalm thing going on. Part yeah, that that's what's in my head. So it's it's not that the fire itself is propelling him forward, it's the dragon breathing the fire that's propelling him forward. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's not not cool. I just I think Ren's aesthetic is pretty neat. But yeah, no, it's it is a my it's it's just we have different opinions on it, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, they beat their guys. They each get an XP orb, and then they go have some tea together. Yep, and at the end, they're like mimicking all of each other's move, uh, like lines and like movements and stuff. So like they both got to go to the, for the stool, and then they stop, and then they go to the table. And then they both say, like, Yui's name at the same time. And they say, oh, can Yui. I get some tea at the same time? And Yui's just kind of looking back and forth between them, like, are you guys doing this on purpose to fuck with me? So what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> you guys are being weird. Um, so then the episode ends with Reiko on her way to the antique shop, and we get to see into the antique shop a little bit. And in reflection, we see a hand with a card deck. Is that, is I, is that a crab on that deck? Uh, I thought it was a crab. I think it actually oh, is a crab. Yeah, I hadn't. I couldn't actually make it out before, but it is extremely a crab. I I think it's just a crab. Yeah, crab battle. Yeah, if you look at the <laughs> crab battle, crab battle. <laughs> Can't broke my knife. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we we do see a preview of this writer in the uh, preview for the next episode. He looks kind of awesome. Like he's yeah. got a cool yeah. look. I'm Very excited cool. for more common rider fights next episode. I like Ryuki. They, they show Re, they show Ryuki with like a shield that looks like a dragon stomach. That's that's a pretty cool prop. The theming is really cool. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Ryuki is has more of a plot than uh, than Kiva did by now. Yeah, things are happening. Yeah, it's real different. We can't. We're done talking about Kiva. I banned it. <laughs> we're never gonna be done. The, the scars will always stay, Garrett. That doesn't mean That's we have to bring them up. Just to suffer. We can't. Can't stop thinking about it. Evan, I don't want to hear it. You didn't watch the movie. <laughs> You're right. I made the right decision. <laughs> right is relative. Man, I listened to that episode. You guys, you. you you all admitted that I made the right decision. <laughs> it was for the fans. That's fair. Yeah. For for those people out there who just love Conrader Kiva. More power to them. Those people who keep buying all the stuff that Premium, all the Kiva merch that Premium Bandai keeps posting pre-orders for. 
look, you've even admitted if you had money, you probably would have bought it. <laughs> I like the Kiva belt. That's true. The Kiva belt is really good visual design. That's true. I would never like they they they've been advertising a lot of like Ixa stuff though and like no no not Ixa no. Anyway, um, those were the episodes that we watched. I like it. Uh, Ryuki's fun. Ryuki's fun so far. Yeah, Ryuki's a lot of fun. I've been enjoying it. Oh, I'm excited to watch more and actually see where we go and what's going on. Yep. And see all the di- thirteen of the writers. I'm curious if the monsters are just there to provide level ups and everything else and like the writers fighting each other is going to be the main plot. I don't know. Like, is grinding an element of the show? (laughs) That would be very fun. It's like, no, you must grind and level up. Because it kind of seems like a little bit. So I guess we will find out at some point. Anyway... Um, that's this episode. Um, this is a podcast on the internet at journeythroughdeckcast.com where there's links to things like emails and Twitters and all of that fun stuff. Um, next time we'll be back to talk about something. Yeah, maybe we'll probably do Amazons. I think we're on, we're on like a regular schedule. We can do Amazons next week and Ryuki again. That sounds fair. Evan, you can, you can be on for Amazons. Hooray! It's as long as I don't, I'm gonna have to work. Yeah, super as long late as again. no one gets sick or has to work again. Yeah, but we'll see. It should get. I should be there for it. That'll be fun. As I've been keeping up and watching, and Amazon's continues to be great. I really like Amazon's a lot. Yeah, I'm down for. I'm down for more of that. I want to see where they're going with it. Agreed. Um, so yeah, until next time, we're just a passing through podcast. Remember that. Goodbye. Make a contract with the Common Writer Show card so you can visit us again next week. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. Agreed. And we can click stop now.